Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Welcome back to Boating Insights. My name is Neil Driscoll. Today we're going to be looking at the communications that you've got on board and just some checks to make sure that you've got everything set up as you want to. So first of all, we're going to have a look at the beacons. So you know, distress beacons, be it PLVs or EPIRBs. Quick reminder to make sure you log into your account, check that everything is set up as intended, that your emergency contact information is correct and that they know they're your emergency contacts and what that means and who the organisation are, such as AMSA, that would call them possibly and what kind of things they should know. Something else, not a bad idea, especially if you're doing uh, bigger trips, is possibly set up like a WhatsApp thread or something like that with the emergency contacts where you could just keep them in the loop for your passage, departure and arrival so that then in the event that they are contacted, that they have a sort of pattern of behaviour showing that you you know, you normally would say when you're leaving and when you're arriving, it might just be a basic passage plan that you send, i.e., you know, departing at this point, heading here, uh, this is our ETA and this is our bolt hole if, if something changes. If you're just going out for day trips but going quite far out, you know, maybe out of VHF range from the coast and you might do a similar thing but obviously it'd just be this is where we're heading out to and this is what time we're expected back, for example. Uh, that can just be really, really helpful knowledge uh, if, if they are communicating that to the organisation that might be looking for you in the event of an activated beacon or if you were missing, for example, and, and there isn't an activated beacon. The next bit is just looking at your kind of two-way comms for your radios and just a reminder to not just check the standard voice radio checks but yeah if you've got DSC equipped uh, boat in terms of you know your radios then make sure that you do have a go at doing some individual calls to another station and just follow through it should be pretty straightforward as long as you've got the MMSI programmed the instructions will walk you there, but normally just press the menu, find individual calls, select it, put the MMSI in, select what the working channel is that you want to go on to, and then make the call. But have a go at that, even if you've got a DSC handheld or a friend, but just, just so that you've, you've done it, you get used to it. It can be really helpful if you need to make contact with a vessel that you've maybe located on AIS and you wanted to make sure that they've sighted you, for example. Uh, and it's a good thing to get used to. Reminder on that front as well, of course, if, if if you've got other people coming on board, make sure that there's not just one person that's used to doing these things. Next steps is satellite communication. So if you're all sorts of options these days that you might be carrying, uh, you know, the quality's gone right up and the cost has gone right down, which generally all points in the same direction of more people carrying this equipment. So if you are carrying some of these things, make sure that people know how to access it. If they needed to, for example, use a satellite phone to call AMSA and see if they've got a position report on a PLB, for example, that people know how to unlock the SAT phone, that the Rescue Coordination Centre's phone number is saved in that SAT phone. And likewise, you know, I, the cost has gone down significantly on using these things. So I'd encourage you to just make sure that you are not just saving it for using in an emergency, but that you 
you've actually had a little practice and you've used it a few times and other people on board have had a go at maybe just making calls or getting weather updates and things and that the crew are generally uh, clued up on how to access it. Also, you know, a lot of devices might then require a connection through your personal phone or tablet, laptop, etc. So it's important to make sure that there is a way that other people can access that and that they know how they could get into it if they needed to. A really simple thing, for example, if you're using your mobile, is just to change the passcode to something really obvious, like one, two, three, four, five, six, while you're at sea and put it on a piece of masking tape that people can use. Say so that then if they needed to access and make a call such as the one I mentioned to AMSA, that they would know how to unlock it. A lot of smartphones, it is handy to still have some kind of lock on board on, on the screen even if you're not worried about the security while you're at sea, just to make sure that the phone isn't unlocking and accidentally dialing people and things. So that's why that can be a good middle ground. Anyway, so these are just a couple of ideas that you might already be on top of, but some of the bits that I find can slip through the net. And I just wanted to remind you to make sure that you're checking them for your, you know, your beacons, your two-way comms, uh, DSC, and of course, uh, satellite comms if you're carrying it. Thanks very much. Bye.